0: Okay. We have to be on good behavior now. Uh, No, you
1: don't. Please be just yourselves. (laughs) Give me a break.
2: I'm not sure I can be on good behavior (laughs) anymore.
1: Just be yourself, really. Yay. I have on the honor of having, did I say that right? I have the honor of having on Aaron and Maria from PEC, partnersforethicalcare.com. And I wanted to have them on because they recently both wrote uh, their own books about, well, I want y'all to talk about it. Whoever wants to take the reins. I'm just excited to have you guys on and talk about that because... I love what y'all do. And I think writing a book is one of the best ways to, I don't know, you know, provide a resource for parents or whoever to, especially the parents thing. Like, I just adore what you guys do. It's so important.
0: So. ah, thanks, Lindsay. Maria, why don't you go first since your book is directed towards parents? Well, I was actually going to say you should go first because your book <laughs> is newest. Yours is, yours is newly Whose out. Whose birthday is next? <laughs> Maria. That would be me. Would be me. Okay. This is my book, Desist, Detrans, and Detox, Getting a Child Out of the Gender Cult. And I wrote this um, because so many parents are struggling with this issue. PEC hears from parents almost daily, um, who they, you know, the stories are always the same. My child just announced this transgender identity out of the blue, I don't know where this came from. This is, you know, completely out of left field. And so we've been trying to provide some guidance, provide a roadmap. There just hasn't been a roadmap for parents for how to cope with this. And we found ourselves, you know, just repeatedly giving the same kind of advice like, Hey, mm-hmm. this is a cult. You need to treat it like a cult. You need to cut off the trans juice. Well, how do we do that? Well, that's really what's the, what the book is about is how to cut off the trans juice so you can get your child back from the cult. Um, so that's, that's what that book is about and what we're hoping to achieve is to just give parents an option other than affirmative or affirmation only because that's what the gender industry says that you must affirm you have to agree with the child that yes they are transgender you've got to medicalize them and um, no all roads do not lead to the gender clinic there's there's another path and and we're going to offer that
2: yeah exactly and I'm so thinking. glad that Maria um, wrote the book because one of the things that, that just is so sad for me, and I again had a discussion this morning with someone about it, is the idea that somebody who's gender non-conforming should go down this medicalized path, yeah. and it's just heartbreaking to me that that's sort of the accepted narrative now that if you're gender nonconforming, conforming you're transgender. Um, mm-hmm. I can't think of anything more sort of that undermines the, the, the rights that women have been fighting for all this mm-hmm. time than to tell them if they don't adhere to rigid regressive gender stereotypes, they're actually born in the wrong body. So mm-hmm. I'm really grateful for Maria's book and it's been a great resource for parents who have children struggling with this.
0: Oh, thanks, Erin. And I am grateful for your book. It um, <laughs> just came out this week as we're taping. Yeah. And um, it's getting great reviews. So tell us about your book. Okay, and I'll show a picture to I'll just take a back seat. I'm like, hey, these yeah. ladies got this. <laughs> <laughs> we talk a lot, Lindsay. <laughs> yeah, we do.
2: So my okay. book um, is Always Erin, and it's actually a children's book. And um, when I first sort of thought about writing my story, I never thought about writing it in a children's book style because my story is somewhat disturbing. Um, mm. My trans identity developed as a result of a pretty brutal sexual assault, which is not something that you generally want to tell, tell children about. Um, so I was trying to figure out how to how to tell this story in a way that children could identify with but that wouldn't freak them out. Mm-hmm. And also to just give them the information that just because they're uncomfortable in their body and that something's happened that makes them feel like they want to be somebody else doesn't mean that they're inherently flawed and that they should go ahead and transition that there's um, ways to learn to manage those uncomfortable feelings so that they can grow up in a healthy body and and not um, direct all that shame and hatred inward and um, medicalize their, their otherwise healthy body. And I think that that's the point that both Maria and I just keep coming back to is that this mm-hmm. isn't about kids, um, you know, taking on sort of a, you know, teenagers are known for sort of bucking the system and, and doing things that are kind of countercultural. And if that's all this was about, we wouldn't be so concerned. But these medical interventions are so incredibly scary and dangerous for kids. And the information that they're getting, that if they don't adhere to these regressive stereotypes, they're actually born in the wrong body. It's it's damaging for both boys and girls. And so um, I had a wonderful uh, illustrator who worked with me on this so just sort of kind of click through this a little bit um, I love it it's so cute yeah the uh, illustrators Bartleby who wanted to remain anonymous um, But there's some of the pictures which I think is, is just uh, the first the first page just to sort of give you an idea of how this story progresses it says when I was a little girl two men hurt me I was scared that might happen again I thought the hurt happened because I was a girl I decided not to be a girl anymore. So that's sort of how the story starts. Mm-hmm. It goes through the struggles that I had. And I did have pretty significant struggles when I was a kid. And it took a while for me to, to work them through. But the last page um, is sort of one of um, just hope and um, healing. So as you can see, the last page here oh. has, I don't know if you can tell yeah, who can all those yeah. people are, oh. but they're sort of leaders in the area, in the um in the movement. So we have mm-hmm. Vash- Vashnavi, oh. um, we have Alex who does the gender mapping, mm-hmm. Magdalene Burns, oh. um, Beth Seltzer who does the you know, Safe, safe Women's Sports. sports yep. And so it ends sort of by me recognizing that I am a girl and that it's okay to be a girl. And I think that's a message that we really need to give because as I talk to detransitioners, I'm finding out so many of them decided to transition because. Of, of similar stories to mine that they had been hurt by somebody and thought if I just become a boy that will happen
1: I love that you are not sugarcoating it and you know saying what happened I think that's also like really important you know I've heard I, I don't have kids yet but I've always heard you know it's better to not talk to your kids like they're like you know just like they're babies even though they're mm-hmm. pretty smart humans really so I love that you just said it. And I think that's really powerful. And I find that a lot of people, especially something so serious like that, sexual assault or abuse or rape is such a, you know, people carry so much shame and self-blame. And like that is telling the world that that happened to you, um, even though it wasn't anything that you really did is such a vulnerable thing to do. So I really commend you for doing that. That's, I think such an important thing to state because that I think is such a widely It's a problem, like a massive problem. And all of a sudden something happens to you and you've never heard of it, especially at a young age when that can happen. Then you, of course you don't have anything to go off of. It's just like, oh my God, it's my fault. I don't know. I guess it's just a human condition thing. I haven't really studied it, but, um. I think there is just so
2: much shame around it, especially if you're little and it's so confusing because one of the things that happens with sexual assault that often isn't talked about is that, um, sometimes it will hurt and be very scary and awful, but it's also a sexual feeling that can kind Mm. of feel good. So it's a very confusing thing, uh, very confusing. Mm. And when I first thought about writing about this, again, I thought, oh, I don't want to do anything to scare children. Um, Mm. You know, this this is such a serious subject. But then when I think about people reading Jazz Jennings' book, I Am Jazz, to little kids, I think wow, what could be scarier than telling a child that they could be born in the wrong body? I mean, that, uh-huh. ugh, that's like invasion of the body snatchers stuff. Uh-huh. I thought yeah, if, yeah, if yeah. that's going to be celebrated in the classroom. Then there needs to be a counter narrative to it. Yes. And so I'm hoping that people will be receptive to it. And it might, um, you know, people might realize, oh, my gosh, I'm, I think a lot of people have no concept that there are people that they're, you know, children can develop gender dysphoria as a result of a whole myriad of causes and Maria I don't know if maybe you want to talk about that because you you mentioned it a lot in your book that the various things that can um, kind of cause them a child to develop a transgender can identity. I say
1: one thing I'm also really happy that you did choose to do a children's book because mm-hmm. I've seen so many indoctrination tools like the Jazz Jennings ones, uh the Brenda is a <laughs> it's. I want to say Brenda's a wolf because Brenda is a freaking wolf, but it's Brenda's a sheep. And it's just there's so mm. many disgusting yeah. children's books. So I'm really glad that you are like, I'm just going to add the real truth to this pile of crap. So I love that you did that. That's really important. Mm.
0: Thank you so. Well, yeah. I, I love, too, about your book. There's a lot of, of gender critical books coming out, but mm. a lot of them are, are pretty saccharine. Mm. And, and they're pretty light. They're pretty fluffy. Um, quite a few coming mm-hmm. from a religious perspective. And I don't think they're really tackling the issues. Yeah. Um, I, I think they're a little bit too bubblegum, I'm afraid, for, for what's really going on. So I appreciate that you took on a really tough issue and you addressed it in a, a really tender but powerful way. And I think this book I think this book deserves awards. And I hope that your book <laughs> gets up. gets some awards. Um, but yeah, addressing the reasons why kids suffer gender dysphoria is really important. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I suggest parents really need to do as they're starting to try to extricate their kids from this, is figure out why their kids got sucked into it in the first place. Yeah. The cult is feeding a need. There's, mm-hmm. there's some vulnerability in the child if they've gotten drawn into it. There's something that they lack or that they perceive that they lack. And, and the, the cult is offering that falsely, but it's offering yeah. it and so sexual trauma or any kind of trauma is a huge one kids are suffering they're feeling um, wounded they're feeling damaged and one of the things that Erin has taught me that i didn't appreciate before but as i was working on my book and aaron and i were kicking around ideas mm-hmm. she expressed to me that people who have been through trauma very often dissociate and it's where your mind kind of steps out of your body. Like, I can't cope with what's happening to my body, so I'm just, my mind's gonna leave my body for a bit. That's what gender ideology is. It's encouraging dissociation from your body. It's saying your body and your mind are different things and they can be mismatched, which as Aaron said earlier, that's a horrible thing to teach a child, that, that your mind and your body could be could be at odds with one another. So yeah, trauma is a big precursor. A lot of these kids yeah. were findings, detransitioners have trauma in their past. Autism is enormous um, mm-hmm. and I don't, wanna, I don't wanna belabor and go into all the reasons why, but there are some very specific uh, symptoms that come with autism that lend themselves very well to accepting the lie the reason Can you that go you into feel... it if
1: you don't want to, but I'm like, I haven't had anyone on that's talked about that yet. And I'm intrigued by it too. So I had some random follower reach out to me, say that she has worked with autistic people. She only lasted a month. Everyone that works with them, first of all, she framed it and not like a, Oh, it's so exhausting and terrible. I mean, it's, mm. She was very compassionate, and she's like they're just thinking on a total different. I hate using the word spectrum, but mm. um, they're still, you know, humans. You just think differently. Um, yeah. And she said everyone that worked in that, uh, you know, with autistic people are just exhausted. It's emotionally exhausting, and obviously very frustrating. She only lasted a month. She was like, wow. I couldn't handle it. I was like, that says a lot. I can't even imagine adding this fake gender. Dis- I-, I think gender dysphoria is a thing that is real but it becomes real because they put a name to it i think it's kind of a twisted way of using maybe something that was traumatic and then i'm not sure how to describe that i'm not trying to de- uh, make it be like oh it doesn't exist because it very clearly does exist but i think that they i guess have named it differently now i'm not sure how to describe that actually um yeah i actually would call Hashi, it um, or how do you i don't i don't know you say Hashi, his name? Hashi yeah has said it really Harv... well yeah um they said it uh, very well. I forgot how it's said, but I'm not going to repeat it, but it was a, a really hot take, you know, a very mm-hmm. controversial take technically, because people don't like hearing that stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, I agree. If, anyway. I, if I
2: were to name it, I would probably call it um, gender identity dissociative disorder. That's mm-hmm. what I would call it, because it is that dissociation from yeah. self. Yeah. Um, and, and like you said, it does. I think one of the reasons that autistic kids, especially those who are high functioning autistic, are really vulnerable to it is because... Autistic kids tend to be very black and white in their thinking, um, which means, you know, something's either um, right or wrong, true or false, male or female. And so if if they have um, if they're gender nonconforming rather than um, kind Mm. of. conceptualizing their identity as gender non-conforming, they say, oh, well, I'm not a boy. I must be a mm-hmm. girl or vice versa. Um, for girls, especially with autism, they tend to have a difficult time socializing. Mm-hmm. And so they don't have the um, strengths that are typically associated with girls and often they, they have strengths that are associated with boys and so again it's really easy for them to think oh my gosh the reason I'm having such a hard time fitting in is because I'm born in the wrong body and so one of the concerns that I think Maria and I and others in this movement have is that transgenderism is being sort of offered up as as a panacea to any yeah. any problem that you have. Oh, you're not fitting in, it's because you're born in the wrong body. Oh, you're having trouble at school, it's because you're born in the wrong body. They're giving kids false hope that transitioning is going to solve all the problems and we're finding that these kids are devastated when they transition and then they realize they've got all the same problems they had before, Plus medical problems because their yep. bodies have been damaged. And yeah. Maria, I'm sure you have even more insights because you've worked with kids with autism.
0: Yeah, no, you covered you covered that really well. You hit a couple of the really big big things around autism that that um, the the social differences of just they recognize they don't fit in, mm. and they're looking for an explanation mm. for that. And as Erin said, transgenderism is now offered as the explanation for anything they're uncomfortable with. The black and white thinking is huge. Another issue, a lot of times autistic kids have sensory issues. Um, If you've ever been around an autistic kid, they've got to have certain kind of clothes. Hmm. Um, Many, many of them. Maybe the tag Hmm. in their shirt bothers them. They've got to wear certain sorts of shoes. Um, Compression, and this is something else that I learned talking with Erin. Compression helps autistic kids. If you've ever seen Temple Grandin's movie um, about her life she created this, she called it a squeeze box. And it's like what they do oh, yeah. with cows. They, they put the cattle in the squeeze box to calm them. And she found that that calmed her. And I think she was a pioneer in the compression movement. Autistic kids will often wear use weighted blankets so that they can sleep better, compression shirts. And Erin had the thought that perhaps the reason autistic girls are drawn to the chest binders is because mm. of the compression they provide
1: fascinating yeah isn't that fascinating yeah so there's a 100%.
0: lot of those things with the with the high functioning autistic kids that they they say well you know what i really don't feel like i fit in with people i like tight clothes i you know oh yeah you're transgender that's that's what they get told puberty can seem just like a disaster to a transgender person who doesn't like change. Cause transgender, autistic- I'm sorry. Autistic, <laughs> yeah, sorry, oh, thanks. Autistic people don't like change. They like things to stay the way they are. They like mm. to know what to expect. Puberty hits, that's like the biggest change that's ever happened in your life. Yeah. And then these kids are told, oh, you're uncomfortable with puberty? Well, that means you're transgender. We'll give you some puberty blockers. That'll help mm. with that. It's, it's awful, it's just hideous. Yeah, and it's it's really hitting
2: the most vulnerable children, and that's what I think is so infuriating to me is that, you know, children like me who experience something incredibly traumatic, who deserve to have appropriate mental health services, are being denied those interventions, and instead being told that they're inherently flawed, that the self shame they have is appropriate, that the um, that the only solution is to damage their bodies, and they're they're completely. Um, being um, let down by us because we're not um, offering them in some places, they're even banned from getting therapy that would help them yep. understand mm-hmm. the underlying issues. And these therapy bans are really concerning because they've conflated, um, you know, the horrible reparative therapies that took place, um, you know, for gay people mm-hmm. and this transgender identity. And that's one of the yeah. things that's so infuriating about this movement is that they they, they just sort of slap the T onto the LGB, and there's really there's really nothing similar between LGB and T. They're completely mm-hmm. different. Things. Yeah. but the T sort of hitched their wagon to the lgb and um became you know kind of untouchable we're not allowed to critique it as a result of that
1: overshadows the rest that like it's, paved the path it's ridiculous writing yeah. in the details.
2: oh and the other thing just so infuriating and this is a little tangential but but because okay. they've done that, that because of their ideology that our genitals don't determine our sex our feelings do they're now actually undermining a lot of the um advances that the lgb movement made because they're insisting that lesbians accept a man who identifies as a woman as a lesbian how insulting like oh my gosh Hmm. i just find that just horrifying that lesbians are being told that they're bigots and that they're hateful if they will not have sex with a woman who has a penis in other words, okay. a man, okay. <laughs> by definition, someone, yeah. they're it's, lesbians. They don't yeah. have sex with men. And it's almost reminds me of reparative rape where mm-hmm. they're being told they have to have yeah. sex with men. How um, is and, it not? And, yeah. And coercion, guilting someone
1: into uh, a sexual act. I mean, this is, that's, rapey isn't that what yeah, it's very is? rapey yeah hell? it's extremely
2: rapey and it's yeah. really disturbing because these are you know men who are bullying women into yeah. into having sex yeah. and it's being celebrated as you know authentic and brave and stunning
0: and the women are being vilified and called hateful bigoted all all these awful names yeah and sometimes yeah. they're being fired i mean yeah, yeah really... it's
1: kind of, i'm tired of this whole like uh for people stating the obvious of you know, no women don't have penises. Uh, you know, if someone's the a lesbian, I don't. These I know, I know exactly. <laughs> it's so insulting, and and yet we get called hateful and bigots for that. And I I've just learned to really not give into that. Some mm. random person on Twitter, and I'm like, no, it's just yeah. I state you know, women are women, men are men uh women don't have penises men don't have vaginas and you can never have vaginas it's i don't even call it the neo-vagina i'm like that's no. really insulting i say it's a it's a hole it's a it's, hole. A hole. it's a surgical yeah. wound is what it
2: is yeah mm-hmm. um, yeah mm-hmm. i'm just
1: tired of that there's this project all the time. Everything that they say, not everything, but quite frequently, the stuff that they spew is exactly what they're doing. It is such a mind f—. like I'm trying <laughs> yeah. to cuss here. It is uh-huh. like, what? Are you serious? Yeah. They really are revealing a lot. They show their cards so much, so often. You know, it's like that they're almost reaching that point. That, oh, I forgot, there's like a million phrases and stuff that goes around on the internet. Uh, you know, they'll say things where it's like, yes,
2: you get it. Uh, oh, you almost have it. I can't oh. think of an
1: example of that because there's well, so many. But... Maria
2: taught me the term Darvo, which I hadn't heard mm-hmm. before. Oh yeah. It very much explains what's happening because, yeah. you know, I'm seeing all these people who, you know, they claim to be tolerant and loving and I'm like, and then you send me rape threats because you don't <laughs> like my, my, my opinion on this because you don't yeah. like the fact that I don't accept that men have penises. So basically you're bullying me for not mm-hmm. <laughs> privileging. Yeah. For not. For, I know this yeah, is exactly, I, I know no, this so goes confusing. right in line with, I mean,
1: <laughs> That's, that's very intentional. Yeah. I think all of this language thing is so intentional it is. It's to trip so us up so to yeah. confuse you into being coerced. I think right. it's very intentional.
2: But we're basically being told we have to privilege men's feelings over our rights and protections by the very group that says that they're fighting for, you know, for women's rights and for other groups' rights. And I'm like, this yeah. this privileging of men's feelings over, you know, our rights and protections is just infuriating. And again, mm. I'm not surprised so many girls are saying, well, I'm just going to identify out of being oh, a woman yeah. and I'm going to es- say I'm a man. Especially because, now, good Lord. Oh, yeah. So so Maria, I don't know if you want to explain DARVO, if there's anybody else out there who hasn't ever heard of that term, because I think it really That's encapsulates exactly what the trans movement is doing.
0: Yeah, it's, it's abuser behavior. Um, D-A-R-V-O stands for deny, attack, and reverse victim and oppressor so uh you know the abuser hits you and then says i didn't hit you you hit me you started it i didn't start it that's the denying um you know attacking you know you say to your abuser hey i was i I really didn't like what you just said to me Mm. and the abuser just comes at you you're the one who's always hurting me you're the one who's always you know doing everything that you shouldn't do and then reverse victim and oppressor that's absolutely what's happening here these men are saying oh we're so damaged we're so hurt we're so wounded i think was it kara dansky who said only Mm. men could oppress women for thousands and thousands of years and then turn around and call themselves the most (laughs) oppressed people in society yep and 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 that's just classic darvo like no you're not oppressed i'm oppressed you know you're actually more
1: oppressed and deal with you know
2: and oh, if impressive. you speak about your oppression you're actually even more oppressive so you're not even right. allowed
0: to speak about your oppression
1: <laughs> yeah. how dare you speak oh so i'm yeah, certainly no
0: i'm no expert in Darvo, but i i came across that term at some point and i realized that's exactly what's happening here exactly mm-hmm. what this this activism is all about yeah 100%. it's
2: got to be so confusing for kids that's what i just mm. keep thinking is that yeah. you know th- they're telling kids that their sex isn't their gender isn't based on their sex and they can change their sex because it used to be, they were trying hard initially to pretend like gender and sex were different and that they sort of shame mm-hmm. us for being mm-hmm. stupid for not understanding that. But more and more they're, they're talking about as if they're synonymous, you know, and they're trying to mm-hmm. legislate so that you can um, declare your sex on your birth certificate to be whatever for it is your you identity, want it to be, whatever mm-hmm. your magical, whatever. Identity. Yeah. And that you shouldn't have to justify it because it's your, in, you know, innate feeling about, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm who you are that can actually somehow be different from what you are biologically. That's an incredibly confusing thing for a kid to understand. Um, And these kids are being taught at a really young age that they should go home, think about it and determine their gender. And subsequently their sex and what sex-based rights they have and where they get to insinuate themselves. uh, It's really, it's incredibly confusing to me. And as you said, even as we talk about it, we get confused because it's like, wait a minute. We start to say things like, Men don't have, or women don't have, know, or men I know. don't you have. You think really hard about
1: it. Exactly. <laughs>
0: well, I mean, listen, whole my pronoun. first. Honestly, oh, yeah. The whole pronoun oh, it's okay. Thing. No, like, yeah. What, what do we call? What do we call? Is that a him? Is that a her? Wait, is that a, that is that mm. a man who's trying to be a woman or a woman who's trying to be a man? Reading newspaper articles, you don't even know what you're yeah. reading anymore because it's so yep. ridiculous. But I was going to say yeah. about the whole conflating sex and gender, I remember in the beginning, They did. They tried to say, no, they're two separate things. Sex and gender are two separate things. But now they're not saying that anymore. And we just listened in. We joined an event at the University of Minnesota, Minnesota State. Like a Zoom thing? (laughs) Yeah. I don't know how you
1: guys do that. I've seen those invites and I'm like, I can't stomach it. I'm going to. I can't. I'm like I'm gonna lose my mind. You guys are so brave, or just like
0: I don't even know. I'm just oh this this one though. You would have you would have loved to be there. Anybody who asked any kind of question that at all questioned the narrative got booted off the call immediately. Yeah, um, that happened to me once. Um, but mm-hmm. this guy who thinks he's a woman or is presenting as a woman made this statement that after. After gender reassignment surgery, this one. that the the cells actually become vaginal cells. Like the, I'm like this well, is the most the- magical, <laughs> mystical thing I've ever heard of. So wow, Dr. new Lopsop, science, can you believe doctor, that? Dr. And the Lopsop other thing that, his, that that
2: did, Maria, is it suggested that that most of these men have had genital surgery. And the fact is, mm. most of them haven't.
0: Yeah. Most of
2: the men who are insisting that they're women want to keep their penis intact because they're getting sexually aroused by going into women's spaces and, yeah. and impersonating women. And I think yeah. that's something that we just need to keep saying loudly and clearly that these are not men who have had such debilitating gender dysphoria all their lives that they've had to go and get their penis cut Boo-hoo. off. Mm. These are men in there are men like that They tend not to be the ones who are saying we get to be in women's sports. We get to be in women's locker rooms. We get to go to women's rape shelters. The ones who actually have the debilitating gender dysphoria and went through the surgeries aren't the ones who are saying that. It's the um, autogonophiles who are getting sexually aroused, who who, um, oftentimes have a lot of real hatred for women. And they want to keep their cells intact because that's where they're getting their sexual gratification from.
1: You said in the beginning or uh earlier on they conflated gender and sex and I'm wondering what you define as like the not necessarily the beginning. I guess like yeah, kind of the beginning or when they said that.
0: Oh gosh. Well I think Aaron that was you that talked about them conflating gender and sex. Um, I've been in this fight for about three years, but Mm -hmm. I, when did that flip really? Uh, And it, it does seem like it's been very insidious.
2: It's been this very gradual thing because, um, I just watched, um, I've been watching different legislative hearings, trying to really, you know, understand what's going on. Um, and I just watched one, um, Idaho hearings about, uh, birth certificates and, and it's the language is so slippery because they come in there and they say they want to change their gender markers on the birth certificate. Which kind of, you know, whatever. What's a gender marker? Yeah, I don't know okay. what a gender marker is, what but is that's that? what they want to change. And then like they'll get into it talking about the gender marker and how important it is for people to be able to be authentic and how much discrimination there is because people, you know, don't accept them for what they are. And then and then they gradually say, So so we need to change the birth certificates to reflect the actual sex. And so it's a sort of like very mm-hmm. gradual thing. The problem is is I've asked so many different people people to define gender and nobody can do it without Mm -hmm. doing a circular definition because gender is sort of this artificial term that makes no sense. Um, And so, and originally gender was sort of a, sort of a sanitized word we used for sex because sex mm. is like ooh, uh, <laughs> it has yeah. two meanings we're a little and too so, puritan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so they started using gender as a synonym mm. for sex mm. um mm. but now and this is something that we're seeing all over the place in the un in in you know legis in our legislation uh, the supreme court has even suggested this might be the case that that gender and sex are are can be um, switched out. So if we have if we have sex-based protections, they are now gender-based protections. Which means mm-hmm. we don't really have sex ca- as a category anymore.
1: It seems like no one has really thought about. Okay, this sounds good. Let's do this. But let's think about how this could be bad. It's like they haven't even remotely considered <laughs> men and women's bathrooms and showers and changing rooms. Ah, eh, fuck it. Like, what do you mean? How do you not see this? Oh, are you saying all transgender, you know, trans-identifying males are predators? I'm like, no, but to say that all of them could not be is utterly ridiculous. You really think men would go years to this experience and invert their penis, whatever? I'm like, Yes!
2: yes of course they would that's what's so frustrating is i can't tell you how many times people said oh who would do that nobody would go through this much effort in order to do this it was it's ridiculous why would anybody go through that much effort And i'm like do you know any predators have you read any stories about predators do you understand how predators think predators Mm -hmm. do whatever they can to gain access to vulnerable people and so you know, simply saying they identify as a woman, throwing on a dress and lipstick, is nothing. I mean, that's that's nothing. There's there's like technically they don't even
1: need to do anything.
2: Because right? This, technically, this, yeah. yeah this one just... guy
1: was wild. He was like, I think he's a gay man. It was so confusing. He was like, I don't need to present femininity to you because that is a patriarchal thing brought on by the porn industry and blah, blah, blah. So I don't owe it to you. And I was like, oh, that's so wild. They use this thing that men have put on women and they're taking it back. And I'm like, Like, it just blows my brain. I'm like, what
0: is this? This is insanity. I had a high school teacher who he's older than I am. I'm in my early fifties. He's older than I am. So he's been teaching for a while. And he's a big trans rights advocate. Every time I see him, he's got a Stand Up for Trans Kids t-shirt on. And we were at a school board meeting, and during a break, I was talking to him, and I was expressing this, like, no, I'm, I'm not saying transgender kids are dangerous. Um, I'm saying there are predatory men who will take yeah. advantage of these policies. And he said, no high school boy would ever pretend to be trans <laughs> to go into the girls' bathroom. I'm like, oh
1: this guy sounds red flaggy to me he sounds defensive about i i check his hard drives and also nah dude he sounds it's just when someone's very like Mm -hmm. uh defensive i'm like that's saying a lot Mm -hmm. i think that that's another card revealing thing Mm -hmm. where it's like okay i think maybe you want to do that i don't know it's weird Mm -hmm. i also see there's so many angles to all this but of course older agp men autogonophiles, are gonna um be like, yes, kids are actually dysphoric and trans because then it'll normalize their freaking fetish. I'm and like, that's what, what that's not where I, yeah. Not that's where I it. think I see all that of shit. this
2: is coming from is yeah. that yeah. it's asexual yes. men yes. who are trying to push this so it normalizes it. Started this shit, um, are they not? yeah. <laughs> and and isn't it wonderful? You can um not only that, but but for any men who happen to be attracted to the the shape of young boys we give these kids puberty blockers so they don't develop into all... Of, yeah, exactly. Emaciated, I mean, depressed, like how gross. I yeah. mean, it literally
1: stunts your... I mean, here's the thing. Puberty blockers, I don't technically know what it does to the body, but I know that mm-hmm. it doesn't... Your body doesn't grow to what it's really supposed to be getting to, whatever level. I don't know really the signs well, of Well, it
2: retards... It everything so so your mental development your emotional development um it stunts you i i actually saw this interview by this one boy who started taking them when he was 13 which is actually older than they often prescribe him and he Mm. said he felt like he was just frozen like emotionally Mm. he could tell his friends were kind of moving past him and he was just sort of blocked in time and i'm like Mm. who thinks this is a good idea Keep them dumb
1: and un- mm-hmm. unwilling or unknowing. There's some interesting thing about Legos recently, and it blew my mind, and I saw right through it. So there's these things that have been going around, because Legos introduced is like, inclusivity, rainbow, and then the trans rainbow on the side, and then BLM on the other side. Which, by theory, if you don't know anything that we know, we're like, oh, yay, colors. Like, mm-hmm. I love colors. I have a freaking <laughs> rainbow tattoo and a unicorn tattoo on my arm. Ite. <laughs> so, um... So, people have been putting around, you know, these images of, like, Lego ads from, like, the 70s or 60s or 50s, and it's, like, a little girl in, I think, overalls are just, like, you know, gender non-conforming clothing, nothing pink, nothing purple, nothing girly, and uh, just as, like, look what I made. Like, I remember old-school Legos, and it was just,
2: like... You we can, didn't you have really, pink Legos. We didn't well, have... Well, they're,
1: they're also... The Lego sets now only have you... You can only make a, like, a, a stall or a castle in only one way because there's mm. only, like, a couple of pieces that are the real old-school Lego pieces, which are just those squares. Now they have, like, structures, like, that aren't Legos. So you, it actually also forces you to only create one thing. Also, mm. I talked... Some girl oh. reached out to me and said, "I um something about the new Legos it's basically this concept of you don't have to think beyond what you really could be thinking so i think it's really on purpose to keep kids from expanding and growing their minds keep them dumb so you can further manipulate them i'm like
2: Mm. oh that's so scary when you describe that because um when those kids the lego kits started coming out i was like well what's the point like mm. what's the point of Legos if you're gonna be like directed That's what I'm saying,
1: exactly. Mm -hmm. Legos used to be just the blocks, all right? Um, Now it has all these, like, doors and, like, curved pieces where you can really only make that thing that's on Mm -hmm. the box. And I'm like, if I was a kid, like, I've always loved, like, not making what it tells me to do. I love thinking beyond what I see. And, I mean, I see Legos doing it in a way to keep kids from, like, critically thinking or thinking, Mm -hmm. really growing their minds, keeping them small-minded to... Go in. Do you know what I mean? Does that make sense?
0: Do what we tell you to do. Just do what we tell you to do and that's and that's it. Yeah. You won't have to
1: think much of it. Yeah.
0: Terrifying. Uh That's heartbreaking. It
1: It really does seem
2: like that's sort of where things are, you know, we're trying to um, you know, even in the schools, rather than encouraging critical thinking, mm-hmm, we're yep. we're telling people that feelings matter more than anything. Mm-hmm. So don't question it. And you know, That's I had this so I have this discussion cool. with someone who was just like adamant that, that you know you somebody could be born in the wrong body. And I said, Well, well does that mean that you can be born the wrong race? You can have the wrong racial identity. It, yeah, could that mean that so I'm actually a black exactly. person in a I white, know. in a white woman's body. And he got really upset with me. And mm. so that that was racist. And I'm like, no, it's not. why no, like, is, is that different? racist? Yeah. But, but saying that you can be born in the wrong body, I know. Gender, like it's such a strange ideology. It's so, I, I'm I, again, I want that to happen. So people will be like, what the hell? I mean, it kind of did happen with that
1: dozel chick Mm -hmm. and people just kind of forgot about it i'm like i really want the trans people to do that so people go whoa Mm -hmm. i mean that's what i I, I actually uh,
2: noticed i and um in our in our group the other day i actually said we need to get some jerks who are willing to to say that they're that they're actually transracial um because Mm -hmm. most of us are too nice we don't want to do that because it's so offensive it's such an Mm -hmm. offensive proposition to do that but we need people to do that in order to push this narrative I mean, mm. there's a
1: lot of younger men that are, you know, older men too, let's be real here, that love anime. And all, mm. a lot of their fantasies that they act are out are like young Asian girls, like nice. Asian schoolgirls. I'm like, isn't that semi-racist too? Like, I mean, it's so gross on every level, but I'm like, what is that about? It's specifically Asian culture, Asian little girl, Asian schoolgirl clothing.
2: That's a really good point. Now
1: that you mention it, I hadn't really thought of it. But that oh, is it's really huge. Anime creepy. is horrible. Yeah, anime has done more destruction than anything. Well, but I lived.
0: A- I, I lived in Japan for several years, oh. um, from ninety-five to ninety-nine. Which, gosh, that's been a while ago oh. now. But I remember even back then, the the anime, the cartoons, oh, they yeah. were very. I mean, I remember sitting on the train across from this guy, who was reading a cartoon, a graphic novel that was called Rape Man. And the whole, oh! My God. oh did you guys? I just blinked out. You guys still hear me? Yeah. Um, now yeah. we're we're just horrified. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, you actually went black there for a second. So I think my I think my internet's boofing again. But that no, was it. Was Rape Man? It was a cartoon oh series called Rape Man, and he just went around raping. And the Japanese schoolgirl trope is a huge one in rape fantasies. Oh, and I, yeah. I worked I worked at a, a girls' school, and we had one little girl when she was in seventh grade she had this like 35 year old man who would follow her to school and follow her home again. And we had to send teachers with her oh God, to and from yeah. the train because this guy was obsessed with her.
2: This doesn't happen. I it doesn't happen. It never happens. Or if yeah. it does happen, it's just one, it's just that one. You're just, oh, you're just God, making one so example. That. So and Are you to all, I'm like, dude, yeah. what yeah. is it about people? And that that's what don't... I wonder how many women and girls have to be sacrificed with this ideology before people wake up at what point? You know, exactly, what point? Yeah. Like how many rapes? how many sexual assaults i mean it just it's 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 confounding to me how we got to the point that that we're just willing to sacrifice women and girls for this ideology i think
1: Mm -hmm. the mistake is also waiting and for someone else to do something about it i Mm -hmm. keep i'm trying to be uh you know use my space to tell people it can really start with you i mean i got into this and i was like what and i saw people talking about it and the lgb drop the t on said it, and that gave me so much confidence because i was like oh i'm not alone in this and i was like i don't know Fuck it let's start a podcast i mean it's not hard you learn along the way to be honest um your voice really does matter i cannot mm-hmm. stress that any more than me doing it now because i didn't have a lot of confidence in myself i was like ah, who the is gonna listen to me there's so <laughs> many podcasts out there i was like ah, i'll create a patreon and make the lowest tier even lower than what patreon recommends Patreon mm-hmm. recommends five dollars. Fuck you, Patreon. By the way, whatever they booted me, um, I just didn't really like believe in myself because I'm like ah whatever. And all of a sudden, I had these people being like, "Yes, this is amazing." Coming out of the woodworks, and I'm like, I mean, I just I just can't stress to other people that you have. It's it'll it starts with us, like a hundred percent. It starts with you. You have to have confidence in yourself to believe that I can make a change, and it's not gonna probably be like you know yeah the next Joe Rogan and making big old changes. <laughs> but I mean your voice still has a huge impact look at Beth Stelzer I mean even doing the (laughs) sticker ring do it in any way you can talking to people about it just talking about it um and I know it's terrifying but I don't know I mean I have had this revelation recently because I Listening to Steven Crowder, he's good and bad in some ways, but, you know, he's been booted off of YouTube recently, which is huge. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, really. these people are know. going after YouTube and these other big tech platforms, and this whole, like, rat race of, we kicked you, we're not gonna really tell you why. By the way, Patreon did that to me. I sent them four emails, went to their Twitter. Their Twitter is Patreon help. And I was like, yo, I haven't got a reply, because the email, at the end of the email, it says we'll help you with anything we can blah 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 no reply by the way they Mm -hmm. paid me out immediately which tells me they are already like all right next see you later Mm -hmm. uh they were like sorry we can't help you here you have to email them i'm like they're sending me in this i know what they're doing i'm like all right i get it nothing's ever going to come out of it
0: well the lulu lulu did the same thing to us you know Lulu hold on i'm almost done
1: i swear sorry but basically i realized that i i have to start like going to local community people Mm -hmm. and like what do the suffragettes do Did, didn't they create their own newspaper i, I really mm. gotta keep it Fuck big tech then because they're gonna they're, it's gonna get worse i'm telling you so really i encourage people to talk with their local community whatever um uh, you know what kelly Jean uh posy parker's doing in uk with the speaker's corner once a month i think is really profound it's bringing people together in person and speaking out and it really lights people's fires at least it does for me just watching it um, and I really think that's going to be something that's going to be really powerful and impactful mm. to stopping this. Cause I mean, big tech ain't going to stop. Are you kidding me? They're going to get worse. I'm telling you. Mm. So anyway, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Maria.
0: No, just, I was just agreeing with you. That's what Lulu did to us. They booted our book and won't even respond. Is that, that's I, the publisher. Yeah. Or Lulu was press. The publisher? Yeah. That's, that's one. We loaded our book on several different publishers knowing we'd get, we'd get booted, but Lulu mm. deleted our account would not even respond to emails oh suppose God, cowards, i got better business bureau involved and oh, they did respond nice. to the better business bureau and said oh, yes we're say. going to pay out their royalties but we're still you know we're still waiting to see that wow they wouldn't even
1: respond with the royalties and whatnot oh my Mm -hmm. god they have not responded to any emails
0: that's the power
1: of being behind like an anonymous or just with the internet like i don't need to respond to you listen we can just carry on doing our own thing bye bye like they don't have Mm -hmm. any obligation like what it's our Mm -hmm. we're our own business we can do whatever we want i think that's total bs this whole Mm -hmm. youtube and twitter well they're allowed to do whatever they want i'm like no like listen i got booted off of patreon and i was like you know it felt good to have like seven people support me and make $26 a month because I was like, hey, people care about me and what Mm. I have to say. And it was really crushing to have them take that away. And I went over to Subscribestar, which is basically Patreon, but I'm like, who the fuck's going to go over to Subscribestar? Like, it's so frustrating. Um, It's not about the money. It's just about, like, them taking away... I mean these these platforms matter they're, they're, they're taking the...
2: away their your voice. Basically yeah, yeah. They're, they're taking away our opportunity to share yeah, so our concerns. To it. Exactly. And yes. that is really disturbing they're... because that's mm-hmm. what to, that's what happens in totalitarian regimes. They silence dissent. Um they silence anybody who doesn't um agree yeah. with the the narrative. And it's really it's important for people out there to know that they're there are, you know, we are up here jumping up and down and saying, no, no, this isn't right. But, you know, I, I first was exposed to the silencing when I went down to the Utah legislature to testify about the therapy ban. They were trying yeah. to basically ban the therapy that helped me when I was a child overcome my transgender identity to manage those difficult feelings which is just really
0: talk therapy right which is just talk therapy therapy, basically they're
2: saying like if a child comes in like me so the therapist would have been required to affirm my trans identity rather than sort of try to you know eke out what might have been causing it well the newspaper reported that and they said this this bill had overwhelming support except for a few people from a hate group all well, I guess I was part of a hate group because I came and they spoke about my that, experiences. It was the so first time I ever spoke publicly spots. about this. Yet yeah. yeah, when they come out, they get told they're brave and stunning and authentic and they're completely celebrated. Mm-hmm. And so when we come out and talk about our experiences, we're called transphobic. We're called bigots. We're told that we deserve to die or get raped or choke on a girl deck. I mean... Mm-hmm. It really That's, is about silencing it's us. It's
1: a it's a cult. It's very much Scientology. They Scientology in their little rule book thing is like go in and go after them hard. Like they I mean their whole theory is like you're allowed to like hurt people because well whatever their cult thing is or whatever that totality that damn word I can never say it. I don't know why cuz there's three T's and I always mess it up. <laughs> um it's just like there's no, you know, it's really just evil like just go after people and go after them hard. Um, Mm -hmm. and it's just a silencing technique and it's to instill fear into people and it's just such a it's such an entire mess it's so just everything about it is such a lie it's founded on a lie you know lies in the sense of like oh this is a fantasy idea let's make this real and make laws around some thing that they can't even freaking define Um, I'm really just really tired of the lies everywhere it's so Mm -hmm. everything about it is a lie everything Mm -hmm. and I wish it wasn't true I mean like It's like, I'm not trying to be insincere about these people going through real shit, like you know, you know, um, facts don't care about your feelings. I'm like, feelings do matter, mm-hmm. but your feelings are being manipulated by propaganda and bullshit to rob you of your life and rob you of your wallet. That's the, it's mm-hmm. not, ex- it's not at all what you're being told. It's such a pain in the ass. Cause of course we do look like the minority. And I mean, this is being affirmed everywhere, everywhere, schools, corporation, target. I mean, the cartoons, music. Yeah, these are not marginalized. Problems.
2: These are not people who are no, marginalized and oppressed. I know.
1: <laughs> <Dear> Lord, how? <laughs> I know that one meme is hilarious about like Yeah, and, and I do,
2: I think um, these these people again, like you said, the feelings are real. I can t- I can attest to the fact yeah. that I was a very troubled child. You know, I was engaging in self harming behaviors. I hated myself. I hated my mm-hmm. being female. It was a very strong feeling. um When I was a kid, oftentimes they dismissed it as penis envy, which I think is interesting. You don't hear that term anymore. <laughs> i forgot <laughs> You're right. I I've used to heard hear of that. that.
1: I've heard, <laughs> heard that was like an older. I don't know who made that up. Or... Yeah, oh, but it was, it was one just one of the. Sort uh, of
2: this, like,
0: sex psychologist. Like, you just have. I think it was a, I think it yeah, was a it was guy. Probably, I think it was a guy. I so. I think pride. it was one of those. I yeah, I think was yeah. Kinsey, yeah. probably Alfred Kinsey. I think or... it was Kinsey. It, yeah, was, yeah. I think it was Kinsey. Yeah, it was Kinsey. <laughs> yeah. it
2: was psycho. But, but the fact is, kind of is there. that these kids, you know, these kids are having distressing feelings. Their feelings, their distress, their feelings of distress are being amplified. Yeah. Because yeah. rather than getting help and managing them, they're told, yeah. "Oh my gosh, you are born in the wrong body," and, and you know, here's what you need to do in the whole, and and everybody hates you because of it, and you're so persecuted because of it, you'll probably kill yourself because of it. I mean, what a mess. And and your speak. parents,
0: and your parents, you need to separate yourself. Oh yeah, the the worst. Anybody yeah. who doesn't
2: affirm you is dangerous. that yeah. words are now violence. Um, these are these are really dangerous messages to be giving to so kids. predatory, they're incredibly yeah. disempowering. Yeah, yeah. And predatory. And,
0: it's, and we, and Lindsay touched on it a little bit ago. We need to remember this is about money. This mm-hmm. is about money yes. and politics. There are billions and billions of dollars to be made at this transitioners, detransitioners who went through medicalization mm-hmm. will talk about the tens and hundreds of thousands of dollars they spent on these body modifications. Yeah. Where's that going? Into the pharmaceutical companies' pockets, into the cosmetic surgeon's pockets. Of course, they want to propagate this. Yeah. Everybody likes to say, oh, the American Pediatric Association you know, is behind this. Um, no, 37 members of it are behind this. The task force that wrote the guidance is behind it. And the two main doctors, the one who wrote it and the main consultant, both have financial ties to gender clinics. Follow the money. If you want to know what happened, follow the money. And there's money all over this.
1: Yes, People try to tell me it's like fear-mongering. I mean, some people just really don't want to believe it. I think it makes sense. when, when If someone were to buy into this, and here's what's so devious about it, is that say you were a supporter of LGB rights and whatnot, and we went through all that, and you, I don't know whether or not you were uh, LGB yourself, um, I think that those same people, a lot of them have been confused and convinced and lied to about the the T being tacked mm-hmm. on now is mm-hmm. exactly the same so for you to convince them that the t is not at all lgb even freaking remotely they're going to be very resistant because it's like how dare you because well someone else said this is real mm-hmm. it's it's kind of like you trying to because they, they always try to conflate it like oh you're a homophobe they use you know transphobe phobe again it's the same mm-hmm. fucking mechanics but yeah. it's like god it's so disingenuous it's such it's not the same thing but mm-hmm. it's just imagine trying to convince someone or not convinced, I hate using that word, but just showing them the truth. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, they're going to be really resistant and be like, Oh, you're fear mongering. This mm-hmm. is such, this is BS. This is bogus. This or, is so or, you're a bigot,
2: or you're a bigot. I can't tell yeah. you how many times I've heard um, people say that us not wanting men in our bathrooms is like segregation. And I'm trying to suggest that, that women wanting our own sex based mm-hmm. spaces is like, is like us, um, trying to enforce Jim Crow laws, us being mm-hmm. racist. Did you, you know, know that,
1: that Patreon said that in my letter? It said really? I was enforcing segregational content. I was like, oh that's gosh. a first. You know, I was like, like so I'm like... clueless about that. I don't know what that I'm like, what do you I'm like yeah, I've only really heard that
2: term. Go ahead. Yeah. And and that was something that came up in that um in that Zoom meeting conference that, that right. maria and i were on that that they're really trying to suggest that that this all comes from white supremacy that it's, oh it's all so i was like the only in, time i've heard of
1: segregational is like race related yeah. and i was like it's, well and it is race
2: related because um you know us discriminating against men oh, in our bathrooms God. is exactly the same as whites discriminating against blacks coming into their bathrooms. Oh well God. when my kids That's were what still, when
0: my kids were still in public school, I've now pulled all my kids and they're all homeschooled because yeah. I don't trust the public schools anymore. When they're still in the public schools, I went to my kids' high school and I went into the English room and there were all of these posters for civil rights. They had done a civil rights unit. All the kids had made posters. Every one of those posters had um had uh, race relations you know it had blacks and whites it had native americans oh my God. it had men and women and it had lgbtq and those together i no longer put those together i say cool. lgb and tq mm-hmm. because they are very different yeah. but that is what they are conflating and i think about what you said about just smacking the tq on with the lgb and how wrong that is Such I, it's like we've got A field full of horses. They cancel each other out. Trans actually
1: cancels out that. It does.
0: But we've got got we have got a field of horses and we throw a lion in there and go, no, it's got four legs, it's got a head, it's got two ears. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. There's no problem putting that lion in the field full of horses. That that's the situation we're in. Both with the LGB and the TQ being slapped together, and men going into women's bathrooms and men competing in women's sports. It's yeah. the same thing. It's throwing a lion in with the horses and saying, "What could what could be wrong with this?" And uh-huh. and, and again, it's it's that
2: um, it's it's that uh, privileging men's mm-hmm. feelings, yes, um, which is and in general privileging feelings above reality, which is which is again problematic. I mean, I'm wondering, is it is you know, are 45 year old men going to be able to start identifying as eight year olds? I know. Um, mm-hmm. I mean. And I know people are going to be like, Oh, that's totally different. That has nothing to do with this. Well, it's, it's, it's basically identif it's, it's, it's um, under uh, disbelieving reality based on feelings. And yeah, we all know yeah. that we have feelings that aren't valid. And I wonder like, yeah. you know, if a kid comes home from school and is like, boy, nobody likes me because I'm ugly. Are we supposed to start being like, Oh yeah you are ugly. No wonder nobody likes you. Mm -hmm. I mean, is that really where where we're going with this? And again, I don't think it is. I think that, you know, I think there's something far more insidious here, which is big pharma is making so much money off of this. Mm -hmm. Um, this is, you know, when I was doing my research, I started to see, um, You know, puberty blockers used to be used for endometriosis, and then they found that they were that it had horrible side effects. Mm -hmm. So they had to find a new market. Testosterone used to be given to men who were sort of losing their virility, and then they found out it had horrible side effects. So they had to find another market. Estrogen used to be given to postmenopausal women to help with Mm -hmm. menopausal symptoms. Well, they found out that it caused some problems. So whoop, they need a new market. (laughs) Sorry. And 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 so basically, you know, these are incredibly powerful drugs that they that needed to find a consumer base for and boy did they ever find one yeah Mm -hmm. give
1: it to the kids who are the most uh they don't know they don't have a huge grasp on reality they're literally growing into their own like until the parents and tell the parents that
0: that they're bad parents if they don't give it if you don't give this to your children you're withholding medicine that they need you are withholding yeah
2: Yeah. and you're responsible for
0: their suicide Mm-hmm.
1: Oh Lord, yeah. yeah, total emotional manipulation. Yeah, ruined through, through the entire, all of it, all of it.
2: Well, and I keep thinking um, when I saw that Johanna Olson Kennedy changed the age at which she was giving testosterone um, to eight years old. I'm thinking. Mm-hmm eight years old kids still believe in the tooth fairy. Oh my God. Like what they're eight years old is young. That's like mm-hmm. third grade, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it's young. Oh for, my God. Can you, Yeah. And so according to the WPATH guidelines, oh you're not God. supposed to give testosterone until 16, which we know they're not adhering to, but assuming they were an eight year old child being on puberty blockers for eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 for nine years that's horrifying because generally yeah. speaking, they try to keep um, people on Lupron, which is the main puberty that they use, for less mm-hmm. than three years. It's not considered safe for more than three years.
0: And like it it, does. it has such effects. It, it demineralizes the bones. It causes joint Pretty issues. Damn important. That's it, the,
1: the literal frame of your freaking body. You mm-hmm. only get one body. You're going to mess with the... Da- forever. Yeah. This is permanent. This yeah. isn't like
0: yeah.
2: temporary. It's You're like going to have eye. like 16-year-olds with debilitating yeah. arthritis and, yeah, and so
1: osteoporosis I've some, yeah. yeah i've seen some mom rejoice joyce and their daughter go through menopause i'm mm-hmm. like what like that's something to celebrate it's like who can outdo the uh I don't know what the word the blank Olympics the uh, you know what Oppression. I mean like
2: American, yeah <laughs> yeah or just uh, yeah it's so it is up. It's, I, I want to call it the Munchausen Olympics because yeah. that's kind of what it looks like is Munchausen yes, by that's proxy the word. Yes, so, yeah yeah that's mm-hmm. the I mean yeah. that's it, it when I see what these parents are doing I What's either it? think a they 100%. have Munchausen by proxy or b they are um, incredibly homophobic and they're worried that their gender nonconforming kid is going to grow up and be gay. Those are the two things that I automatically think about. The third thing is, is that you just have um, parents who have recognized that if they can come out with a brave and authentic child, they can, um, you know, work the system. I mean, I'm seeing some of the things that these kids are getting. I've been on committees where um, they've been going through applications and they will just sort of throw out the white male applicants. And then they'll be like, oh, Here's one who's transgender. They don't even look at it. They just put it in the approved pile for scholarships and such. I mean, this is this is how absurd it is that we are going to provide benefits to people based on their identity without even looking at their um, you know, at, at their work, at their qualifications. Yeah. I think
1: social media has ruined all of us. It's yeah. like people trying to outwoke each other. By oh my kids more oppressed or more mm-hmm. special because mm-hmm. my I discovered mine was transgender when I, it was still in my belly. in utero, it, oh, it you you did that? That was. Well, and
0: we heard that, and we heard <laughs> that from parents, but I do, I do want to. I I completely agree with everything you're saying, Aaron, But I do want to just speak out for there are a lot of parents who they don't know there's another option That's when true. when this happens to a parent and they go to the pediatrician, the pediatrician gives them a list of gender clinics. They go to the to the classroom teacher to this class to the school principal. They say, Oh, best practices say you have to affirm or your child will commit suicide. I mean, it is it's the emotional manipulation. They go to their neighbor and say, you know, my child told me that yeah. she's transgender. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. You're affirming, right? Because if you're not affirming, you're an awful yeah. hideous parent. So there are a lot of parents mm-hmm. who they they don't yeah. know yeah. that they can do something else, or if they do know it's it's too hard. It's yeah. swimming upstream. It's too hard. So imagine
1: taking people that you were told or I believe trusted in your life, like doctors or whatever. I don't know if you mm-hmm. could ever really trust them, but you know what I'm saying? Like you trust these people. I don't know who said this. It's like the, the people that you trust the most is like your doctors and your teachers. Yeah. Now imagine that they're not even because I do believe a lot of them are doing this because they have compassion and they're like, listen, I heard from what mm-hmm. I heard is that they'll commit suicide. And like, yeah, this mm-hmm. is the correct thing to do. And they're, convincing themselves because they also don't know either it's just this whole world of confusion or they're and... worried
2: that they'll um they'll get mm-hmm. piled on they do yes, something different exactly. and, that, and, and we're seeing you know there are doctors who are like i can't speak out about this because i don't want to lose my practice i don't want yeah. to lose my family i don't want to put my kids at risk um it, that's how insidious this is that they yeah, will try in to get you they're like
1: oh i can't or some people yeah, are going they're so careful and... Yeah, yeah and it's even it, with it, the really people. It's, yeah. it's, it's crazy or i was trying to interview some people that have intersex and. Uh, that condition and they're like oh, you know yeah, they're, they careful. don't they don't don't feel comfortable showing their face yeah. or even coming on and having their voice because i'm like doesn't that say everything i'm not surprised yeah. at all and i get it um, well and i
2: feel i i talk to detransitioners and they feel so betrayed um because the people who were supposed to be protecting them Actually harmed them. Mm-hmm. and so how do they recover from that? How do they regain the trust? I mean, there's just so much betrayal I know. there, I know. and then to add it all up, if they speak out, they get yes. piled on. I mean, mm-hmm. these you know. when oh, you wonder where the suicide rates come from? Give <laughs> yeah. me a break. It's so disingenuous.
1: Yeah. It's just such a. Yeah. It's, uh, I can't imagine. It's horrifying. It's shocking. The kids have no freaking chance. Like it's it's so. I cannot believe this is happening. Since and it, yeah, it is being so normalized with people like Ellen Page woman you know that whole photoshopped image of the yeah she had to have
2: gotten she must have gotten abdominal implants it's either that
1: or or it's a total male body and like put on top or something listen like they have these people that are pushing this agenda have so much money plus she has hollywood behind her backing Mm. this of course they have Mm. the money to photoshop this crap um but like i forgot i was going with that um I don't remember where I was going with that. Yeah, she
2: couldn't look like, I mean, she just had serious surgery. Mastectomies are incredibly important serious surgery. I don't even, I don't even think she
1: had it. I think
2: that's all a shock. Oh, I interesting. I wonder. Because when I heard that she
1: was going to get that, I was like, I don't I think I wonder so. if she But she I did. thought maybe. But I don't even know. Even if mm-hmm. she
2: did, she couldn't be working out. You don't get to work no, out and build her your body, like that. her body, I know after surgery I you can't i, it, I mean <laughs> i had anorexia
1: for six years i was into that whole pro anus shit online mm. i was obsessed looking at my body and i also actually became like a bodybuilder a vegan bodybuilder after oh, that no, which, let's see so it. like i know i know i'm fine now listen but I, I i look at that body that photo um and it does not make sense because those mm. abs are like really thick and protruding Mm-hmm. um it, and her arms are extremely emaciated there's yeah. no mass and i'm like yeah. if you look out
2: her legs are just yes
1: and if you you can't like if you work out one part of your body you're gonna see like, a little bit more body and meat everywhere else so i'm like mm-hmm. this is visually not adding up where did her waist go like all of a sudden it's a male square i'm like yeah. this is bullshit everything about this whole gender identity cult is a lie. So I'm like, this photo is again, a lie, which is so mm. o- obviously horrific because kids are like, Oh, I can look like that. And I can become a, look like a, boy I don't even know, like look like a boy. She's mm. a woman. She's still a woman. No matter what you do, she'll always be a woman.
2: Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. It's really, it's so, it's so sad. And again, um, for me, it comes down to the kids, the message that we're giving to the kids, yeah, you know, adults yeah. on some level have some autonomy. If they want to go ruin their body, then, you know, On some level, they get that choice. But for, you know, Hollywood stars to be propagating this myth is so damaging. Um, There there are girls who are going to look at that, like you said, and think, oh, you know, I'm kind of uncomfortable with the attention I'm getting with my breasts because these um, assholes keep ogling me. I think I'm just going to get them cut off and then I won't have to worry about it. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. Plus, America looks at celebrities like they're
1: freaking gods. I mean, mm. what? How, how? Um, just it's so evil. Like to use celebrities. She's not even that big of a celebrity, but still, I know people like for uh, you know the Billy Eilish thing that would fuck me up because, um, I know that girls look up to, looked up to her past tense because Billy always wore like really baggy, not girly, sexy clothing. It was just baggy and really honestly comfortable. To be honest, I'm like that looks freaking comfortable all the time. That's that was her her aesthetic. Overnight. Total bimbo, prostitute-looking thing, blonde like bombshell. Nothing was authentic about that. Even the mm. the writing in the article. If it feels good, do it. Oh Gosh. my God, how dangerous! Mm. I just, oh, it's so awful. It's so so awful. And I also have this whole conspiracy about the Disney thing, but whatever. Um, just
2: <laughs> setting people know, up. That's, to- that's- I think is that they they get if you in loving it. We can't even trust it, our yeah. doctors if they're yeah. lying so profoundly about something as basic as yeah. sex. Then what do we trust? And I I mean to me, look up where... Elsa Gate. You'll start <laughs> seeing these things come together. I, swear I know, to you, it holy. I wish I was wrong. Yeah, but, uh, I think mm. that these things are so doubly
1: awful because they, you know, Billy's saying for example. She girls identify or like not identify, but like love and look up to her as an icon because she isn't so girly. And then they're deceived completely, like when she does that. So I'm like, how confusing is that for a young girl to like look up to another celebrity or musician and be like, what? You know what I mean? Like it's it's confusing and terrible for me to look at. I'm not even a huge, never was a Billy fan, but I'm like, God, I can't imagine seeing that. Like. I don't even know I'm not a young girl I don't know what that does to the girl's mind like, do you well some, of, some of the longer?
0: girls will follow suit some of them yeah. will say oh this must be the cool thing to do because this is yeah. what Billy did so this is what I'm going to do now it's grooming yeah. it absolutely is grooming yeah
1: I think Billy was groomed 100% and anyway mm-hmm. whatever I mean all the any girl any woman that's in ho- Hollywood or entertainment industry is being used as, as a puppet 100% mm-hmm. like there's I can't I just don't understand actresses that are like still acting in the game I'm like what I think they this is associated like completely
0: but you know i I was writing i was writing a novel a few years ago and i actually got to talk to somebody who is in the music industry like i randomly sent her this email like Mm. hoping maybe she would answer my question and she called me and i got to talk to her and i was working through a plot but she told me about how much power the record labels and the producers Mm -hmm. have over these artists and she said artists have at least five different contracts there's the record label there's their agent there's the producer and she said every one of those contracts has different ins and outs I mean she was just telling me these stories that I was like I don't ever want one of my children going anywhere near the music industry anywhere near the entertainment industry but when I saw that Billie Eilish cover I thought so bad I was just when I looked at the Billie Eilish cover, I thought she didn't have any choice. She was told exactly that's exactly going to do. And oh, I thought yeah. the same thing about um, yeah. the twerking girl, uh, Miley mortal Cyrus. Mortal. Miley. Oh Miley yeah, Cyrus. she was 21 when that happened. And everybody was like, oh, she's so terrible. And she didn't have any choice. Somebody told no, her to do that. Exactly. Somebody convinced her that that was a good thing to do. That wasn't her choice.
1: Yeah. I guess I should be clear that it's, I'm not like mad at Billy. I'm like, I feel really sad for her. It's obviously yeah. the industry and the men that are controlling her 100%. Her yeah. brother writes her songs for her, and they're disgusting. On my mm-hmm. knees and daddy and just gross shit. Like, absolutely vile. Yeah. Um, you're saying something about the celebrity thing. I forgot. Mm, dang it. Um, I don't remember.
0: Well, I cut you off, Aaron, when I popped back in. What were you saying? Oh, no, you're oh, yeah. fine. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm looking up oh, for
2: me cutting out. <laughs> yeah, I think one of the problems is, is that I keep thinking about Buck Angel, um, oh. you know, when we're talking about the entertainment industry and what happens. And and we ha- here we have this this woman who has transitioned, who, who adamantly insists that she is happy doing this porn that is really degrading and um, somebody actually showed me an image is she of She's still doing it? Yeah, she's still doing it. Somebody recently showed me an image of Buck giving an older man a blowjob and she looked mortified and degraded and there was she was not enjoying it. I mean she was not enjoying it. It was it was Maria I, I think saw, you saw this image. And I, I can't
0: it get was, the image out of I my can't head. get it out of yeah. I mean that
2: the look on her eyes of just complete like it looked like she was at about as low as you can get. Um yeah. but I mean I she, she has to keep listening. insisting, oh no, this is great. Um well, look I feel at her so body. She's gone it. all
1: the way in. Can
2: you imagine? Yeah, she But that's what I worry about, girls. Um, I I keep thinking about these girls who have, who have, you know, assumed this transgender identity. They go into men's bathrooms, and you know, if they get sexually assaulted, they're not going to say anything because if they do, then people will be like, "Well, it's a girl in a boy's bathroom." You know, it's going to undermine. You kind of brought it
0: on yourself. You kind of brought it on yourself. Yeah, Mm -hmm.
2: I mean, I just feel like over and over again, this message is of, of just you know vulnerable women being taken advantage of. Yeah, makes me so sad when I think about Buck and, and this message yeah. of I'm so empowered. I'm like, I know. that I is know. not empowerment. Yeah, mm-hmm. I try to
1: burst her bubble a little bit occasionally. Like the whole Girl Scout story I went into previously, it was just really upsetting. Mm-hmm. I'm like, because she was like, oh, I forgot that I was a boy. I'm like, you're not, you're not, mm-hmm. you're not, you're a woman. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just weird. I don't believe in the that true trans thing at all. You know, I'm not hateful about these people, but I really don't like... I don't know. I'm, I'm, I just wish they would. I know that well, some people the true trans people.
2: thing is incredibly dangerous because what it, it suggests is that there are people who are born in the wrong body. Um, mm. Once you accept that supposition, all bets are off yeah. <laughs> I mean, everything goes out the window. This is a spiritual belief now. Um, mm-hmm. And so, so the, you know, I can definitely get behind people who say I have gender dysphoria and I'm struggling, you know, yeah. I'm going to have lots of compassion for that. But as mm-hmm. soon as you, you know, kind of make it to that next level of true trans that there are people who are actually born in uh-huh. the body, all bets are off that is now a religious or a spiritual belief yeah. and it's mm-hmm. um in no Plus way deny that way. too it's so bizarre yeah.
1: i'm like how are you denying that listen like that's what a religion is it's a spiritual belief um like they're just i don't know they just deny any truth honestly yeah it's a, all lies lies yeah. everywhere well um where can we find y'all's books <laughs>
2: Good question, and it changes because periodically (laughs) we get a
0: lot. So (laughs) the best place to look is the the PEC website, PartnersForEthicalCare dot com. Go there. There is a page for Aaron's book. There's a page for my book, and it tells we try to keep it up to date Mm -hmm. where you can buy it from. You can buy it right from our website, and we will send you a copy. Um, They are on Amazon. They are on Barnes and Noble. And uh, those are the three places they're available right now.
1: Oh, so are you guys using the same publishers or whatnot? Kind of doing the same um, path with that?
0: Yeah. Well, what we're doing is trying to
2: um, keep it available in a couple of different places yeah. with the expectation sure. that it will, you know, that Amazon, it's not unreasonable to think that Amazon is going to t- take down our books at some point. They took down Maria's book after yep. two days of it being published. And then there was um, such an outcry um, people, you know, lots of people called in and complained and, and got it back up. But it, if, you know, if, Um, I think I sort of feel like we're flying under the radar right now that at some point, you know, um, one of the big trans activist organizations going to going to find out about it and be up in arms and it's likely that it will um, be brought down from from. Barnes and Noble and Amazon. So, so that's one of the reasons that we're offering it on Partners for Ethical Care website is sort of as an insurance policy in mm-hmm. case it, in case they are banned and blocked. And there are yeah. some people who just There's... do not want to, um, to, do not want to go to Amazon because Amazon True. hasn't been a, a great company. So there are lots of people who are like, I won't buy from Amazon. <laughs> so yeah. we want to get them Inclusive
1: at the expense of excluding women's yeah. voices. Ridiculous. You're not inclusive. Yeah. lies yet again. So did yeah. Amazon bring your book back? Like the book book Maria because I know mm-hmm. that they brought yeah, back the audio book why was there a delay on them once they brought it back they brought back the audio book but then there was a delay on the book
0: itself we don't we don't have the audio book out yet we have an ebook. Oh. we have an oh, e-book that's I mean. and, Okay, yeah, yeah and and the paperback and yeah they they banned they censored both of those about two to three days in and then they brought them back and I'm I'm giving Amazon the benefit of the doubt about this hmm. because um the book was out of stock for a long time, which doesn't make sense because it's print on demand. So I actually talked to a tech at Amazon and they said, oh, when somebody orders a copy and then cancels their order, that copy has already been put through the printer, like it's already gone in the process of going through the printer. So Mm -hmm. we put that in the stock room and then it looks like we have one in stock. Then somebody orders that and then the the algorithm says, oh, it's out of stock. And so I think there was a little glitch happening there. And with taking the book down, I think everybody who ordered in that period right before it went down, I think they Mm -hmm. got into this glitch because there there were probably dozens of people who were like, I ordered this book three weeks ago. It still hasn't been sent. One friend of mine actually called Amazon and they said, oh, we're so sorry. Your order got stuck in this sort of no man's land so the tech canceled that order started a new order my friend got it the next day hmm. and i think there were a lot of people that were kind of stuck in that in that time space time warp loop thing um, so hmm. i'm giving amazon the benefit of the doubt on that I,
1: I have had stuff with amazon happen where i'm like what it says it's order but it didn't ship but it's also delayed hmm. and then like but the pattern company it was you know selling pattern company on hmm. their website has it it was like this whole weird
2: yeah, That's sometimes a, I think yeah. they're, they're, they're I think software it doesn't book. work. But one yeah. of the things that, that, that was infuriating with um, Lulu is that um, they, they offer, you know, some of the most heinous oh, books God. available, you know, rape books, slavery books, oh, um, torture books, you know, women being... Um, tortured all kinds of really disturbing misogynistic racist kinds of books oh Ooh, lots Amazon, of Jill lesbians Lord. being raped yeah. kind of books mm-hmm. really really offensive com- content who would write that nonsense? Uh, and, and the fact that they're willing to offer that and they're they they do not see that as problematic yeah. but they but a parenting book to help kids on a safer pathway is considered inappropriate that's again mm-hmm. so infuriating and that's you know again an issue yeah. with Patreon, too, that, you know, oh, some of the people platforms. that they allow on there are incredibly misogynistic. And Patreon's an
1: um, SF, so pff, Yeah.
2: Figure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But
0: um, if, if all else fails, we've got um, digital or we've got PDF copies of both my book and Aaron's book on the website. I, that's been sort of my fallback. Like, if, if everything else gets canceled, mm-hmm. we can sell PDF copies. And surprisingly... That's been a really popular option with my book. A lot of people have bought the PDF so that they can download it, print it at home. Um, So yeah, so it will remain um, in circulation one way or the other, but right now it's available in ebook, paperback and PDF download and we're working on an audio book.
1: Nice. Erin, is yours also a PDF available Uh
2: yeah, and actually, I'm- it's it's funny because we sort of you know went back and forth about you know a children's book as a PDF, but but ultimately we want to get this information out there. Exactly. Um, with both yeah. Maria and I's books, one hundred percent of the profits goes right back to PEC. Yeah, we, that's awesome. we so that so that it will continue to help us do this work. And and you know, in all honesty, if somebody did take it and printed it off and shared it with somebody else, if it helped that other person, yeah. I would be ecstatic. And so yeah. I think that is our motivation behind this is is to you know, help parents, help kids, help teachers just to sort of break down the nonsense that's out there and, and let people know there, there are different pathways that, yep. that can be taken. that are a lot healthier.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. hundred percent. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for doing what you do with PEC, with your books, everything you do. I adore you and yeah. just PEC a hundred percent. Thanks for coming on and spending the time with me. You guys are always fantastic and love it. Love it all.
2: Well, thank way, you, Lindsay, because you're putting it out there, and we yeah. are so appreciative. <laughs> you're doing oh, great wow. work. We love you, you right back, Lindsay. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All
1: right. Bye, ladies. Well, thank bye. you, Lindsay. Bye-bye. Bye, bye. Maria. Yeah. <laughs> hey, y'all. I also want to mention uh, Coach Linda Blade has her book out as well. It is called Unsporting, semicolon, How Trans Activism and Science Denial Are Destroying Sport, It is on Amazon. Um, There are some kinks about um, shipment. Um, I live in California and for some reason the book can't be shipped to me. She's working it out. Uh, The book literally got released to purchase, uh, you know, public for, to purchase it on Wednesday, uh, the 26th. So um, I'm sure you'll be able to order it wherever you're from. Uh, If not, I'm sure she'll work that out, but I wanted to make sure I mentioned her book as well. Um, Yeah, I also wanted to thank my rational revolutioners i don't know what to call you guys i know i i say like join the rational revolution um so i'm like join the i want to thank the blank you know what i mean like what's the i can't say i want to thank the rational revolution because that sounds like a group anyway so i'm like rational revolutioners. thank you morgan with an e mary pole nancy diamond flying spaghetti gender aaron brewer and anonymous subscriber that does not have a handle and thank you for do- your donations, Susanna Ray, Ellen Robson, Jillian Bellwood. Uh, thank you guys so much. It means the world to me that you guys support me and what I do. Uh, I don't know if I've mentioned this yet because it's impossible for me to like seriously keep up with social media and who I told what and where I posted what. But my shop, guess what? I need to put a drum roll in here of which I won't remember because I don't have time for that. Because um, in order for me to put stuff in my podcast uh like when i want to i have to literally write down the timestamp and ain't nobody got time for that anyway um my shop is open on my website holy crap it's true i think i still need to set up the international travel thing I'm not going to lie my husband setting up all of this cuz here's the thing now i understand why uh etsy and all these other websites you know charge you 20 cents per listing cuz Let's be real here, seeing how I've seen how hard it is to set up a shop because of the tax, international stuff. It is such a nightmare. So, you know, all these websites that you should be able to sell on, but they obviously don't like reality or women, um, do a lot of work to, you know, provide the annoying part of it, which is shipping and doing all of that yourself, really. So I really actually commend people that have their own shops on their websites yeah it's a lot of work um more than you would ever guess it's a pain in the butt i mean it's taken me how long to get that open it's taken me since march january from march april may i mean three months feels like it's been a year good god almighty thank you guys so much for being patient with that um go to my website com forward slash shop and buy to your heart's content buy stuff for stocking stuffers buy stuff for friends of yours or just for yourself treat yourself um, I have my pins, my Swarovski embroidered uh, patches. Excuse me, Swarovski embroidered pins. I don't do the Swarovski for patches because, uh, good luck, you can't really sew over <laughs> crystals. Um, I have my skeptic pin on there. That was a huge passion project of mine that I did pretty recently, and I'm really proud of it. Was a lot of work. I went back and forth with that uh, manufacturer like ten times. I felt so bad. Uh, pin enamel pin design is so different than what I'm used to. Um, I'm used to, like, painterly freedom of expression, whereas creating an enamel pen is really restrictive, not my style. It's, a pain in the butt. And you have to really think on a small scale how it'll look. Um, yeah, um, I hope you guys are hanging in there, uh, guys and gals. And, I mean, I don't even know what else to say except for, I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> don't judge Christians, I mean, I've learned to just not give a crap about being like, yeah, I believe in Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, if that bothers you, I don't know why, I mean, I'm not, I don't know, it's just kind of crazy how, just because someone says they're a Christian, it means you have to, like, turn off the TV, or stop listening to someone, I think that's wild, but I don't know, the more, I'm telling you, the more open, I'm like, am I recording, yeah, I am, the more open you get with yourself, not open, the more truthful you get with yourself, the easier it is to just speak truth and um, be truthful about what you believe and whatnot. I know this could go like the TRA way, which is like, be yourself, man, and like, let your kink out. I'm like, that's obviously not what I'm talking about. Obviously, all of that is uh, so, like, satanic, really. Um, It's dark sadded. There was something I heard recently that was really compelling about, you know, dark-sided stuff and evil whatnot where a lot of evil we think of like as being dark and even I do this a lot but a lot of evil is actually like bright and colorful and rainbowy and unicorns and really honestly deceptive things to pull you in I mean there's a whole reason why the T.R.A. you know the trans stuff is rainbow and unicorn and cutesy stuff and we accept everyone and blah, blah, blah. It's because it's very alluring and appealing to especially the youth, which, God almighty, we all know what that is about. Pedophilia. Um, yeah. Anyway, I could ramble forever. Um, I know I've had a couple of people be like, oh, I miss your old podcast where it's just you talking. And I do miss doing that as well. Um, I also really value having... Um, people on which it's been mostly women, I mean all women um, now um, so I don't know, I really think it's important to hold a space for women to speak out, especially when we're being silenced so much So I tried to record some ramblings now like what I'm doing right now is literally off the cuff there's no notes in front of me, it's just my mind right now speaking um, what was going to say about I don't remember, basically old school me podcast, so for all you people out there who missed, who misses that welcome back or whatever you know um there like a drug deal going on outside possibly my neighbors god knows what's going on with them um what else has been going on i don't know you know honestly me i'm getting i've gotten closer to god than i ever have been really i you know grew up southern baptist christian values and i've had moments in my life where i like fall away from god and uh you know don't pray or you know read the bible or do anything god related and I continually find myself coming back to God, and I find uh, this time has been like really um, significant uh, for obvious reasons. My God, the, the planet has gone to shit and hell in a handbasket, uh, except for it's on this earth, living hell, and just absolute chaos. And maybe that's contributing to it, but I don't know. I've actually found myself now like wanting to read the Bible and. You know, because I'm like, I, if I call myself a Christian and, and a Jesus believer, I need to know what the good book says. Like, what does it say? And even now, I read some stuff in the Bible. I was discussing this today with a friend that a lot of feminists uh, reject God because it's created by a fatherly, you know, male figure. And let's be real here, a lot of women have had fucked up things happen to them by men or their father and, and male figures. So it makes sense that a lot of feminists really reject God and are like... Uh, really adamantly against it, and um, I I get it, Um, I think it's really a trap, though, you know, I recently bought a book called um, The Lies Women Believe, I think that's what it's called, and I can't wait to get into it, it's definitely about, I don't know, how women just tell themselves, or, you know, I I don't know even where to go with that, but I've been reading the Bible, and there's some stuff in there that sounds really weird, and bizarre, Um, like, for example, something about, uh, I think it was something like, women sh- should call their husbands master and I was like whoa that is messed up what the hell is that about but then I paused and was like well, wait a minute the only reason why I'm bothered by that is that the whole BDS and I was going to say subculture but good god it's like not even sub anymore that whole culture you know says you know master and slave but if you think about it it's really something evil that has taken something from the bible which is the word master and turn it into something not good so then it's really distorting my view on just a word in the bible and i think that's really telling and i think it's important to you know i guess i guess for me to approach reading the bible as not from like a it just as like a blank slate kind of a thing like what does this really mean and the bible i have is actually great because it explains underneath like, the Bible's on top of the pages, and then underneath it has, um, like, kind of explanations of what that meant, because a lot, let's be real, a lot of stuff in the Bible is very confusing, and, like, what did that say? I don't get why that happened. Um, Yeah, but honestly, I've been thanking my mom profusely lately, because I, you know, I grew up going to church and whatnot, and it was not fun, and I was like, I don't know, just boring for the most part, but, you know, especially now, I look back at my values and how I was raised, and I thank my mom for, you know, raising me as a Christian and, and my siblings. Um, it's really given me some sort of real, deeply rooted integrity and um, standing in truth and really being able to spot the truth and stand in it without fear. So, you know, I think there's really something really real to Christian values of basic truths. to be honest, uh, wisdom, uh, integrity... Um, knowing how to deal with your enemies. um, It's really tough, you know, and um, I don't know. It's just I'm really thankful for my upbringing, even though it's a lot of it, you know. Listen, I definitely had a mother that was like, wouldn't let me wear jeans to church, and I was like, I don't get it. Jesus says, come as you are. Why, you know, and I got angry about that, and I think certain things were connected to my parents. I was angry more at my parents versus God or Jesus, man. (sighs) Um, So, you know, I encourage you to, I don't even know, like, not sure, I guess I'll pray about you, and I don't know, you know, I wish everyone could be saved and see Jesus and whatnot, because, I mean, seriously, there really is some, and I've always felt this about um, Jesus and God, there's like a certain peace and really emotional thing about it, um, I don't know, you know, it's, it's definitely one of those things that's really difficult to describe, because people are like, oh, how am I going to believe something if I don't see it, and I'm like, "Ugh, I don't know, I'm not a pastor, there's a lot of great, um, pastors out there, if you want to look up some videos, if you're curious, there's a pastor called Chris Hodges, I encourage you to look up his video, maybe I'll include it in the show notes, um, uh, Chris Hodges, uh, Spiritual Warfare, that's what his uh, video is called, but it's good stuff, there's some definite good stuff, I mean, let me tell you, uh, Christian music and all sorts of Christian stuff, even Christian comedians are like actually great now. I mean there's still some cringy Christian music. It all kinda sometimes sounds the same, but that's gotten better. I feel like the internet has improved stuff, um, like with you know, example, like I'm saying, Christian music and comedy. Um oh my god, what's his name? There's this comedian called John Christ. He's freaking hilarious. Uh love him, he's a Christian and Jake Spears? I thought like I'm getting these names wrong. They're really funny. I don't know, it's really, it, it does take someone, at least for me, um, obviously for a lot of other people, to see someone stand in their truth and live that way gives other people confidence to be like, hey, you know, th- there's nothing wrong with that, and I've just learned to be like, whatever. I am, I am a Christian, people, and if that bothers you, that's, that's okay. You are your own person, and you can, you can do whatever you want with that information, you know. I'm not telling you anything. So there you go. Are you happy? I rambled for 12 minutes. Oh, my God. How am I staying sane? I get that question a lot now. I don't know. I just do yoga. I'm too lazy to go out and do stuff where I live. It's not really, like, friendly to go out on a walk and whatnot. I don't know. I just keep doing what I'm doing. And uh, I really, like I said in this chat with Erin and Maria, I think it's important to get out there and um, speak with your community. You know, it's, I think relying on the Internet and these freaking big tech apps and corporations is not going to be it they're going to i mean they're only going to crack down harder i think it's important to connect with people in your real life and how many people do you know i mean do you even know who your neighbor is i think that's really telling in this day and age that we don't even know who our neighbors are go out and talk to your neighbors strike up a conversation i don't know you know go stickering um print your own newspaper about the truth you know yeah, we can do this, I really do, you know, I'm super pessimistic, seriously, but I really do believe we can combat this, and just continue to stand in the truth, so be sure to join me on my subscribe star, and become, rational, become a part of the rational revolution, or you can, uh, by the way, subscribe star.com forward slash distorted lens, um, or you can uh, directly donate to my PayPal, which is paypal.me forward slash uh, lp foster kittens Uh, i think i've already explained that one but basically when you create your own paypal.me link um you can create that you know your own link and i did that when i used to foster kittens i still do but i haven't been fostering currently um you can't change that url like ever i mean ever it's 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 permanent trust me I, i've checked originally i wasn't linking people to that because i was like ah people aren't going to believe me that that's connected to me because it doesn't say like distorted lens podcast but i was like let me just try it because i uploaded my distorted lens image as as the header and my icon because i'm like no it is really me it's for my distorted lens whatnot everything um and i have been getting donations through it i don't know I was like my own idea that people wouldn't believe that it was me because it wasn't you know, it didn't, the URL wasn't distorted lens, so it would throw people off. That's what I thought, but it is me. It's just my, my story of me where I have to change my handle like five times because I changed my mind. Even people have been like, why is it called distorted lens? You're, this podcast is anything but distorted. And I'm like, God, I shouldn't have named it that. <laughs> I'm like always screwed with these permanent URL or, you know, website handles. I can never, I don't know. I'm terrible. Um, whatever. I think I've already explained my story around distorted lens. Um, I'll periodically explain it throughout podcasts, but my mom used to say I see life through a distorted lens, and she wasn't wrong, really. I really was seeing it through distorted lens. I had a lot of angst about my family, and I blamed a lot of the outside world on my own uh, despair, and once I just kind of snapped out of that, which is pretty recently, by the way, um, I I can see clearly now. The rain is gone. <laughs> so no, I don't see life through a distorted of lens. But I do believe you, you can see life through a some sort of a lens, no matter what your practice is. Say you're a a doctor, and you look at people, and you you know what I'm saying? Like you see you see life through the lens of your studies and your life. You know, um, of course saying that are you guys enjoying this ramble i'm like i'm still going i'm just gonna shut up thank you guys so much for listening and thanks you so much for supporting and please rate my podcast on apple Podcasts. it really does help with visibility and if you follow me on youtube hit the subscribe bell god hit the subscribe button and the bell because notifications really do have a huge impact and apparently the subscribe button doesn't do much of a whole lot so you gotta hit the bell too anyway thank you guys so much please take care and remember uh what do, what do i usually say i can't remember. Um, <laughs> Uh, truth, the truth shall set you free. Namaste.